I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. We've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates. Our exclusive Rate Shield approval. First, we lock your interest rate for up to 90 days. Then, if rates go up, your rate stays locked. But if rates go down, your rate drops. Either way, you win. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate Shield approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. Blog Talk Radio. On tonight's episode of Confession Session, Bill Cosby's retrial has been reset for next year. Kanika Jenkins' video has been released, and too many people are trying to play detectives on social media outlets. And Kevin Hart has done it again, playing the cheating game on his pregnant wife. What it do, boo? This your host, Angel Vandrina. And I'm your host, John Othello, and you are listening to the one and the only Confession Session. <laughs> <laughs> good afternoon, good evening, and good night. No, just kidding. Um, how, is <laughs> how is everybody doing today? I hope you all are having a wonderful Sunday. I know that out here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, I am burning up right now. I should have put the fan on higher. I am just sweating like a dog for no reason. Um, but how how are you doing, Jean? How has your Sunday been? How has your week been? Because I know that you've been really busy these last few days. <sighs> This week has just been ridiculous. <laughs> First off, I just want to say, as far as with the hot weather in Wisconsin, it's, it's September. Um, I just want to remind you, there is no such thing as global warming. It's not getting warm. Like, it's it's very common in September to for it to be, like, super fucking hot outside. And yes. I'm being sarcastic. I'm being sarcastic yes. right now. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm like, I know. I know. Yes. Because uh, it's eight, it was 80 degrees today at the home. That is fucking crazy. That is yes. fucking crazy. Like, it, <laughs> like freezing outside in September in Milwaukee, like, usually. And, like, well, at least it's, like, in the 60s. <clears throat> like, there's no reason why it should be 20 degrees above the norm. Like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. And then on top of that, I watched 2012 today. So, you know, my ass is like, hurricanes, tsunamis. Fire! Like, is this what's happening? Is it? Has it been sixty-seven thousand years yet? Is the world about to end? Especially with everything on one side of the world blowing up and fires and all of that, and the other side of the world hurricanes. Now we on Hurricane Maria. We didn't even talk to y'all about Hurricane Jose or Hurricane Lee. So it's just like, are you kidding me? But yeah, it's been insane. Um, but I'm sorry, Jen. Tell me about how crazy your week has been. My uh, week has just been a piece. <laughs> Disgusting, like so fucking disgusting. Um, I mean, well, I knew like this month, you know, we we all knew that like at my um job, like it was gonna we were gonna start picking up big business and it's just gonna be ridiculous. But it got to the point to where it's like overwhelming and like the staff is just totally like about to burn the fuck out and. We're just trying to be calm, and it was just, like, three days of, like, nonstop life. So I'm just, like, I just feel like my brain is, like, fried right now, and mm-hmm. I cannot wait to go to sleep tonight. <laughs> I went to go see It yesterday. Um, it was good, wasn't it? It was good, but I was, like, half falling asleep, but at the same time, 
it was like I felt so exhausted that I was gonna pass out from like exhaustion. Like it was so weird because it was like my head was like my head was hurting. Like, but I was like oh. trying to keep my eyes open because it was just like I don't want to fall asleep in a the movie theater during a the scary movie because to me that's creepy. Like you know what I'm saying. But at the same yeah. time, it's like I really should be falling asleep right now. Um, <laughs> But it, no, it was a really good movie. Um, I I didn't see the. What is your favorite movie. part of that movie? Did you have you seen it yet? You know I went to go see. I went to see it the first day it came out. Oh yeah, you did. Well, you know we we spoil movies around here, but <laughs> as far as favorite, um, I don't know if it was like a standout part. Like I like the whole camaraderie because I didn't see the original movie. I like the whole camaraderie of the kids. I thought that was really cute. Um, okay. And then also, like, I like being, like, creeped out if I'm seeing a scary movie. So I thought, like, in the beginning when Georgie had got, like, sucked into the drain or whatever. I was super sad. Was, that like, made me sad. <laughs> it made, it, I mean, it, it was sad. So I'm like, damn, he did. But at the same time, it's like, I like those shit like that. Like, a dialogue before somebody, like, kills you. and stuff. I mean, they're all movies, not in real life. I'm not trying to go through no shit like that. But, you know, I thought that was really, like, I, I just love the suspense. And then it was like one part where um, the egg. Girl, no, I don't, I don't oh, that the blood in the bathroom? That shit was horrible. Yeah, but no, I'm talking about like her stepfather. Like, he was raping her? Yeah, I mean, not stepfather, but real father was like raping her, yeah. But it was like one part, I guess he was getting ready to, and she like hit him and she ran in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And like, she like killed him there. And she turned oh, around yeah. and the clown was yeah. there. Like, that. I was like, I actually yelled. I didn't realize I did. Like, Chris was making fun of me about yelling. But, yeah. But, uh, the part that scared the hell out Yeah, the part that scared the hell out of me in a movie is when all the kids, they got together, and they were in, like, that, that little movie thing. And, like, um, it came out, and he, like, was, like, this big-ass, like, clown monster. I was like... I remember it was like at certain at certain parts, like I, I think like a camera flash, 
brings the other person to like fruition, like the inside. Because remember, like uh, the actual person was like in the sunken place, and when he came out, and he could like actually react and not just look around. He hated what he was going through, you know. So he would just rather die than to continue to be in the sunken place. And being controlled by this white man, you know. So. But no, by the white woman. He was controlled by the mom because the mom, she was the person who was uh, hypnotizing everybody. No. The dad was a was surgeon. Actual, yes, but it was actually the grandfather that was controlling the body. Oh. You get what I'm saying? Like, it was so the grand, even it was after the grandfather, he had the flash, the she would have been mom. still controlled? You said after, yeah, after, yeah, yeah. Like, after a while, he would have came back to, like... Okay, so I have a question, uh, then. Yeah. So, um, I forget I forget the, the actor in the movie, but he was in a sunken place, too. So, how was it that... I mean, I know he put the cotton in his ears and all that stuff, but how was it that he, after everything that happened, and his friend came and rescued him and stuff like that, that he still was able to maneuver, understand what was going on, you know, whatever. Like, how was he still able to think about things himself, because he was in a sunken place. Because he didn't have that total surgery yet, I, I believe. Oh. Like, he was about to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they family was weird as like that. Yeah, they was the weird ass I didn't realize the girl was involved, but my husband was like, oh, no, nah, that bitch, she been involved from the very beginning. I'm like, mm, I don't think she's involved. He was like, I told y'all that she was involved. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. That is uh, horrible. But, yeah, anyways, guys, Um, so, yeah, great weekends, great topics, great movies. Um, Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Tumblr, SoundCloud, and, of course, this podcast and blog talk. Like, comment, rate, and subscribe. And make sure you send those confessions to us at confessionsofnumber2us at gmail.com. Don't forget to tag us in the drama. Before we go into those hot topics, Jen, why don't you hit them with that confession question of the day? Absolutely. Confession, question of the day. What's the point of buying a cow if you can have the milk for free? And by the milk, we mean Mary. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what we mean. Um, so let's get to those topics. <laughs> so yes. Bill Cosby, we all know who Bill Cosby is. Oh, oh my goodness. You know what? Yes, not, what talk- I am. I am interrupting you. I am interrupting you. know, I'm interrupting you because I'm blind right now and I don't have my contacts in. So before we get into Bill Cosby, it's actually something that I wanted Jen to talk about that was so bizarre to me that he just has to talk about it first. So go ahead, Jen, and, and talk about this crazy-ass topic. Okay. So a Michigan teacher is currently on administrative leave after allegedly assaulting a sixth grader for not standing during the Pledge of Allegiance. According to reports, 11-year-old Stone Cheney was violently snatched during the pledge. Stone, who's been sitting for the pledge since second grade, claims he's never had a problem with his choice until now. His father, Brian Cheney, says this is a clear violation of his son's civil rights. He explains that his personal decision not to salute the American flag is in honor of God and his family. For him to be violently snatched out of his chair by a lady and order him to stand, and for her to just glare at him, it's wrong. It's a violation of civil rights, he told reporters. When you put your your hands on kids and force your own way of thinking, that's not right. The incident took place at East Middle School in Farmington Hills. Uh, sources say Farmington Public School Superintendent George Heist 
is currently investigating the allegations. That's horrible. And I definitely don't doubt that this happened. Um, you know, this is the type of things that people, they just need to educate their children on. I understand, you know, and, and there is no reason why anybody, if you're in sixth grade, if you are, you know, whatever age, you know, if you don't believe in standing up for the pledge, you know, pledging allegiance, if you don't feel like this is something that is, if you, you know what I'm saying, uh, the Pledge of Allegiance is really doing or you're, you're saying what you actually believe in, if it's not part of your faith, if this is not something that you want to do, what, what happens to freedom of speech? What happened to the First Amendment? Like, this is just violation in every last single way, and it's unacceptable. So instead of having a teacher on administrative leave, they should have just, they should have acted as they act for everybody else, fire and then rehire if necessary. But I hope that if the teacher is on administrative leave, in this case, she's not being paid. And I really, like, is there a video on this? Because I really hope there is. But if there's not, this is another reason why these, you know, these schools need to have cameras in the classroom and stuff like that. Because shit like this happens all the time. Things like this go down. And who's to know what really happened? I obviously believe. But because the teacher is an adult and she's, you know, going against a sixth grader, who's to know what the school would choose, especially especially if they're the type of people who's like, oh, no, you should have been standing for the flag or the Pledge of Allegiance. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that is a choice. So this is really disturbing, disgusting, and that teacher needs to get her ass beat, period. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not surprised that this has happened uh, before as well. Uh, the scary thing is that this is what, you know, children have to deal with as far as with teachers and sending your child off to school. Sometimes teachers, even though they're supposed to just teach curriculum, they can also teach their own personal biases. Um, that has nothing to do with English or math or whatever you're supposed to be learning throughout your adolescence. Um, I remember personally uh, when I was in high school, at one point I, I was at a, a, a Catholic school and as a private school, and the teacher told me, this was before Obama had got elected, and the teacher had told me America's not ready for a black president. Wow. You know, yeah. And this thing about it now, it's like if I would have mentioned that to my parents, or just saying that to a child in the political climate today, like, that would have been a serious issue, you know what I'm saying? But back then, me not knowing better and never seeing a black president, I think I agree with him, you know? But it's just like, what if I went through life and Obama wasn't elected, you know, and I went through life with this personal belief because of my teacher that, yeah, black people can't, you know, be the leader in politics, so, it's and was that statement that made in front of the whole class, or was that statement just yes, made to yes. you? Yeah, it was. It was made in front of the whole class. Well, wow. I don't know why we were talking about elections or whatever, but he's just like just being honest, you know. And he said it, it wasn't like an aggressive way. He was just like, I just don't think America's ready for a black president, you know. Just being but really. Yeah, I mean, I guess in his sense, I mean, yeah, your parents probably would have freaked out, but, you know, he could have very well voted for Obama as well, but because of the backlash to social media, all of the crap that he had been seeing, you know, he probably was like, yeah, I mean, I'm ready, but the world as we know it 
not ready for this, clearly. I mean, I'm seeing the shit every day. I'm hearing it. It's pretty disgusting. But, I mean, I don't even remember once he was uh, elected. A kid in my class talking about something. Don't worry, he's going to get assassinated. And I was about to fight him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was like, what the fuck you saying, bitch? You know, going crazy and hand on him. I was about to fight his ass. Like, oh, oh, you think he's going to get uh, assassinated? What up? You know what right. I'm saying? I got kicked out of class. You know, so, but I was about to beat his ass. So he said that shit got up and left. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to be his ass. So, you know, that's just, you know, that just lets you know, you know, it's it's crazy out here. But then once again, we're not we're not surprised here on confession session that this will happen. And let us know what your thoughts is on this topic. Um, the teacher accused of assaulting a, a kid who wouldn't pledge allegiance to the flag. Uh, at confession number two of gmail.com. So, Bill Cosby, as we were going to talk about. Um, is set, uh, he has a retrial that is set for April of next year. So Bill Cosby retrial on aggravated indecent assault charges has been set to uh, start April 2nd in a suburban Philadelphia courtroom. Um, Montgomery Court uh, County Judge Stephen T. O'Neill set the date and order issued Friday. This order said jury selection questions and jury instruction must be submitted to the judge by March 15th. Uh, the case centers on testimony from Andrea Andrea Constant, um, a former Temple University uh, University employee who was accused Cosby of drugging and assaulting her in January of 2004. Cosby attorneys argue that the sexual um, contact was uh, consensual and that you know overall the victim. Um, but we don't know. We'll see what the world thinks. Um, so Cosby trial on three counts of aggravated aggravated indecent assault ended in the mistrial in June of this year, and jurors said they were deadlocked and could not come to an unanimous decision. And the trial originally had been set for November, but the judge delayed the trial so that Cosby's new legal team could prepare for the case. Cosby Cosby will now be defended by attorneys Tom Mazuru, Kathleen Bliss, and Sam Silver. Mazuru is best known for his successful defense of the Michael Jackson case against the molestation charges back in 2005. And more than 50-5-0 women have spoken out on various media outlets about the allegations of sexual misconduct by Bill Cosby. So obviously we all know what the deal is. He denied any wrongdoing. Um, but once again, the retrial will take place at Montgomery Courthouse, Montgomery County Courthouse, um, in Norristown, and you know, just gonna have to see what happens. Uh, it's looking real bad for Mr. Blind Bill Cassidy. We'll, we'll have to wow. He is one. Um, I'm just taking facts. <laughs> you know, he, he is, he is. Um, I don't know. I feel kind of torn. I, I, feel kinda I know, torn I know. This. Like, I know I'm biased because Bill Cassidy is, you know. And he has yeah, been be before right. this whole situation, yeah, one of the most influential black men I've known in my lifetime, you know. Um, and he has suffered. Like, this is never, like, he's towards the end of his life, like you said, he went blind. You know, it's just so much going on. Like, he's going to die with the pain of what he's put these people through. But at the same time, He's done something to some of these women 
I don't know what, but it's like all these people aren't going to be saying the same yeah. thing. I you know, agree. Something I mean, what about Michael Jackson? You know what I'm saying? Well, Somebody don't yeah. Same, same situation. Same, I mean, you don't know. Yeah. But I just feel like, you know, you going through rape or whatever, that I'm sure rape is something that you can, someone, something that a person is never going to forget, you know. You could have potentially ruined these women's yeah. lives, you know. So mm-hmm. you have to pay mm-hmm. for that. But I'm just like, damn, this is a mistrial. Like, why are y'all doing Like, this is anyone else? Would y'all be this press to see this man go down, you know? But something needs to be done. He has to mm-hmm. pay some sort of justice. Mm-hmm. Whether it's I agree, like Jen. monetary, whether it's monetary or if it's jail time. He got to pay. But you said you agree? Absolutely. Um, Like you said, rape ruins people's lives in different type of ways. You know what I'm saying? It could make them not trust people. It can make them nervous about meeting new people. And, uh, you know, have a wall up in regards to letting people in. Or even turn their, you know, sexuality into something different. I mean, it has so many different effects. They can have to go to the psychiatrist, just uh, murder somebody next time they feel like they've been raped. I mean, it's so many different things. And this woman is so persistent. I just can't understand. Like, you know, she's like, no, like, this happened to me. And I can't see anybody really being so consistent, being so like, no, I'm about to let them know what he did to me if this didn't happen. I don't give a damn. People, they say, oh, well, you was wasted, you was drunk. I don't really care how drunk or what could have happened to you. You know when something has happened to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, people, like, there may be, and even when people, they do get drunk and they be like, oh, I don't remember what happened last night. Like, overall, eventually, pieces will start coming back to you and you slowly but you may not remember everything but you know if you've done something wrong and I feel like in this case this woman she knows that something wrong has happened to her and she's going to let them know and then Bill Cosby he did this blind or not sick or not old or not you need to take your ass to jail and pay for what you did to these women and that's so bizarre why would you have to you're Bill Cosby. You ain't the finest man in the world, but you got a lot of shumani. Like, you shouldn't have to rape anybody. You know what I'm saying? Get it. You you can pay for it. You know what I'm saying? Pay for the pussy. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. It's just, it's just that, so bizarre. That could be part of it. That could be part of it, which is sick, you know? So I'm sure some yeah. people do it specify. It is sick, but at least pay for it. Don't take it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn. But I'm saying, like, he, like clearly... He has some sort of sickness to where, you yes, know, yes. you fetishize of aggressively oh. taking sex for, from someone rather than, you know. Including I don't think it's I don't I don't think it's about just being able to fuck somebody that you've been wanting to fuck because, like you said, he has the money, he has the power, he has the influence, so exactly. he could literally fuck anyone that he wants. I think it was more than that, which makes it sick and twisted and disgusting, you know. Yeah. I agree, Mr. Othello. Yeah. So this was an article um, that I was reading earlier on the show room, but it says, uh, roommates earlier this week, Jamel Hill tweeted that Donald Trump was a white supremacist. Her tweet didn't sit well with Donnie and White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who said that Jamel should have been terminated for the tweet. 
What's interesting about this is that ESPN tried to take Jamil off of the air on Wednesday, but her co-host Michael Smith wasn't having it. He refused to do the show without her, according to the New York Post. The network reportedly tried to defuse the situation by replacing her with another black sports anchor, Elle Duncan, but she stood by her fellow colleague and turned down the offer. At one point, producers were about to drop both Hill and Smith for ESPN um, host Michael Eves, but he said, hell no, as well. Uh, Man, this day got me like Eves tweeted. The network claims this never happened, though. Yes, it was a hard and unusual day with a number of people interpreting the day without a full picture that happened, said Rob King, the senior vice president for news and information and sports center. In the end, ultimately, Michael and Jamel appearing on the show last night and doing the show the way they did is the outcome we always desired. ESPN spokesman John Kowalitz said we never asked any other anchors to do last night's show. On the other hand, it's still waiting for ESPN to take some affirmative action. He tweeted, ESPN is paying a really big price for its politics and bad programming. People are dumping it in record numbers. Apologize for untruth. That is what co-work um, alliance in unity looks like when you have so many people backing you, they know that you're a good person, they know that what you're saying is the truth, and they are unwilling to take your spot, you know, this is how, oh my goodness, ESPN is a bunch of bull, like, this is what happens when you get racist versus an individual who has a group backing him. Like, y'all said, oh, we don't want her on the show, so we're going to have another black woman. Like, no, the fuck you ain't. Like, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? And that's good that when you have a whole bunch of woke people who can, who's not afraid to speak up, who's like, no, I'm going to just do my job. I'm not about to get ready to take her spot. I'm giving them how much you say you're going to pay me. And that's what's up. And that's what, you know, unity looks like. And I'm so glad that the, her co-host, um, everybody backed her, all the other people. Everybody was just like, no, like, no. And then somebody actually spoke up out about it. Who the fuck y'all think we really going to believe? Like, we know what the deal is. So, y'all are ESPN. <laughs> like, let's be serious, but... Yeah. So so wonderful. And then what would have happened if they would have, if somebody would, if some unwoke ass bum bitch would have tried to be like, uh, oh yeah, I'll I'll take her spot. You know what I'm saying? Trying to be somebody she not, and, and try to take her spot. What what would have been the excuse then? Well, we decided to let Jamil go based off of this or that, that and other. Don't be yawning while I'm talking. Don't do that. Okay. Mm-mm. So. <laughs> Did I but, um, you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're very I'm sorry. Okay. I'm very pleased. I'm very pleased with you guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're going to get through Let's this. Let's try and wrap this show up. We're going to all wrap this show no. up and base our whole entire existence off of Jen. So I'm done talking. Goodbye. <laughs> wow. You are so annoying. But keep going. What were you saying, though? But if, that's just pretty, if, that is really pretty much it, though. Um, It's just really sad that they tried to let her go because for speaking her mind when there's so many other people out there speaking their mind and being applauded, you know, for talking and telling the truth. But because she's black, she's racist. You know what I'm saying? So that's just insane right. to me. But it's good that she also has everybody in her corner. So that's good. And that's why it's also good to 
you know, make peace and make sure that you are being real and not afraid to speak mm-hmm. up because that's when you have a whole bunch of people like this in your corner. Now, had she been fake, she probably would have been let go, but she's the real deal. So, good job. I applaud her and yeah. keep it up, Jamil. Agreed, agreed. Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. But I mean, I feel like a lot of a lot of people would have went for it. They just would have been like, Fuck her, this is my time to shine. Mm-hmm. I wanna say they have like the highest rated show on ESPN. Staying out of it. Maybe if they didn't like her speaking of politics and saying that doesn't mesh with their platform, warn her. Um but to watch, you know, just basically just like watch what she tweeted. But as far as like trying to fire her, that's going too far. Not to mention the backlash that they would have received from firing her on the other side. And the the people that would have replaced her, people would have never fucked with. Like, especially if they were black. Either way, black or white, like people just would not have fucked with them like at all. You know, so it wasn't going to work. So um, I'm glad they came to the, to the realization but I do feel like they're going to keep their close eye on her, you know. But this is not the first incident that she's had. Hell with yeah, they are. They are. Mm-hmm. Going to keep a close eye. And the littlest thing she do, oh, oh, she did. She she was late to work. They used to start docking the shit out of her. So hopefully she got her shit together yeah. and she on point, you know what I'm saying, to somebody, another right. anchor fuck up, you know what I'm saying. Dr. They, Mitchell they, got all them. Got all them ducks in a row, honey, so she can move to another network or start a YouTube series. Or, mm-hmm. I know she does have a podcast, but you know something with a with a light kind of form, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, that's crazy, man. That's super unfortunate that you can't speak your fucking mind. All these, all these motherfuckers on the right can say whatever the fuck they want, and right. it's fine. But it's like she's saying what we all know, and it's right causing this much uproar, especially from the fucking, like, White House. Like, guys have right. nothing better to do but, but worry about what celebrities are saying. Really? Right. Like, really? Right. And, and making sure, oh, ESPN owes me an apology. But, like, stop being so self-centered, you dumbass fool. Like, no, they don't owe you an apology. They can speak their fucking mind just like you speak your fucking mind all the time about all how the time. police need to hit fucking people in 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 the head with they I say, remove the hand. Like, you owe a whole lot of people an apology. There are people who even got their head bust open for shit that they didn't even do. So shut the fuck up, Mike. I cannot stand Donald Trump. Dumb ass. He's just so, just uneducated. <laughs> Go back to school. So, um, but yeah. Anyways, um, I'm going to digress because this shit is irritating me. Um, but uh, we discussed it last week uh, as far as Kanika Jenkins go. And authorities have released the surveillance footage uh, from the hotel in the suburban Chicago where the 19-year-old body was discovered in a freezer last weekend. Now, the teen was found dead early Sunday after attending a party at the Crown Plaza Hotel um, in Rosemount. Her family previously said that, they went to, that she went to the party at the hotel with friends late Friday night, and her friends caught the family early Saturday morning to say they could not find her. Uh, attorneys uh, with Rosemount Public Safety Department sent CBS News all the surveillance footage that shows um, Kanika Jenkins on that night when she went missing. I'm sorry, excuse me. She can be seen stumbling throughout the hotel hallways as she bumps into walls 
and you know she also bumped into a handrail. Now at that point, and that people are wondering like what's going on here, but they also think that she um, because there's a point in the video where she is not seen on camera. They're wondering if at that particular point she wanders inside the whole kitchen alone and walks inside their freezer because the surveillance camera they cannot see her in that frame. Um, attorneys believe that this is where she let herself into the freezer where she died. Now one attorney says that the freezer opens when you push a button. Um, after news of Jenkins' death broke on social media, firestorm erupted, as we talked about last week, with some people suggesting that this was absolute foul play. Uh, Andrew Holmes, who is a community activist and crisis responder, asked people to on social media, stop spreading misinformation in this case. He said that if someone thinks they have evidence, they need to go directly to the police. Uh, a thir- uh, excuse me, authorities also said that they released surveillance video um, to the mom and the county Cook County Medical Examiner Office because it was requested material. But as of right now, the autopsy and the toxicology, toxicology oh, excuse me, y'all, toxicology. Jim, I'm the uh, boy say what I'm trying to say. Toxicology. <laughs> That's it. Sorry, y'all. I'm just a little tongue twister right now. Those results are pending right now. So it's just all bad right now. We're all still trying to figure out what's going on, but there are a lot of people on social media that are trying to, you know, play detective and investigator who probably should have went to school for this, but, you know, who am I to say? I can't even say toxicology. Right. <laughs> I tried one more time. Jen, what is your thoughts on um, her video, Jenkins' video being released? Um, just everybody, all the social media status, all the crap is going on, and do you think this is foul play currently right now, or how do you think all of this took effect, besides the fact that alcohol obviously played a huge role in her death? Yes. Um, it's just sad all the way around. I Honestly, it sucks cause, because the girl is dead, but to me, if this was to happen to my child, I think this would be like a, if I had to choose the way my child is going to die, I don't know how to say that, but I, I know my child is dead. I would feel better knowing that. I, I don't know how to explain it because I don't think you would feel Yes, yes. I would feel better about my daughter dying in the freezer rather than her being raped, you know, and killed or set up by her friends and they're, they mm-hmm. hiding her body or all this, you know, what was going on with social media. Um, but, I mean, it is it is what it is. Even though the videos didn't show her walk to the freezer, that's what happened. Like, she slumped, walked all around that damn hotel. She was everywhere. Like, she was in hallways and kitchens. Like, she was just neglected. To me, yeah. that's what it was. But her friends didn't do nothing to her. She wasn't raped. You know, she must have walked into that freezer and got stuck, fell asleep, passed out in the freezer, was high out of her mind, was hot. You know, something happened to where she ended up, where she herself walked into that freezer, and I don't know if she fell asleep or she was so drunk she couldn't get out or what happened, but she, and she froze to death, you know. That, that's what it is. It's sad. It is. It, it is sad. But, I mean, as far as, like, this whole Internet thing, I had I had posted on, I made a Facebook post about it, and people are still saying, well, you know, as far as, it looks like it's edited, the times is different, blah, blah. And I'm like, 
they don't got time for this shit. Like, why would the cops be covering up for right. some fucking rape, some some rapers and murderers from the hood? Have y'all not seen 13? They sound like all our black asses. Up. If they can get another reason <laughs> to get more slaves in prison, that's what the fuck they would do. She walked into the damn freezer. Like, I know y'all don't want that to happen, and y'all want so much uh, a more worse situation to have happened to her, but the girl was drunk. She was high out of her mind. And she walked into a damn place. Yeah. That's right. Uh, There's one bad decision, which a lot of us have done dumb shit when we was drunk or high or whatever, but this yeah. was a decision to where, you know, it ended up costing our life. So, I mean, more of the story, just pay attention, you know, watch the company you keep, and don't yeah. get too drunk. You know, yeah. that's it. Unless you're but home. how do you feel? Unless yeah, you're home. You're right. And I just wanted to yeah. say something. You guys... Toxicology, okay? I can't say it, no. <laughs> you are so ugly. I know, I know. But no, seriously, this is a very, very bad situation. Um, it, it, You know, just by looking at the video, you see her. She damn near busting her ass on the rail. You know, she's walking around. She's stumbling, almost falling, Um, you know, several times. And, yeah, the, the, the uh, freezer may have had, it had, like, uh, one of the attorneys said, or when the authority said that the put the freezer opens with a push of a button, but maybe you know she like you said she was drunk, she couldn't find how to get out, you know, or maybe she was like I'm about to hide from these motherfuckers. Like I've done some dumb shit before. Like oh I'm I'm, I'm drunk as hell. I'm about to hide. See, I'm about to wait till motherfucker come find me. Damn, I've been up in here for a long time. Let me just go out, you know. And like people, she's 19, so if I do that shit. And I'm, well, I'm 26, I'll be 27 in like a month and a half. But if I've done that before, trust me, and I've done it recently, okay? <laughs> so I'm sure a 19 year old would be like 10 times worse, you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, if I'm just doing some silly shit, I'm hanging out with my sister or, you know, we not out and about, but we at the house, you know, just doing silly stuff in a, in a enclosed area where we know that we can't get ourselves hurt. But you in a hotel, in a part yeah. of the hotel where it's supposed to be closed off, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where you ain't even tell your friends where you were going, you know? So this. So they like would not have taken thought to have a look for her. No, absolutely not. In kitchen? Like, hell no, right. I'm not going up in there. Right, right. And it's like, what do you do? Do you alert, you know, hotel security that you can't find your friends, even though y'all exactly. all drunk and high and too young to be doing that yep. shit? Or you do you just look for in the hallways and and outside and just hope something good comes of it and just hope that she went home with a nigga or hope, you know what I'm saying? But it's just they like they probably I knew that no, they probably knew something was. I mean, think about it. When you call somebody mom, like bruh, like uh, Kanika been missing since you know early this morning. I don't know what's going on. You know, they clearly they I, they did all of that. They went through the hallways. They went through all the floors. They looked for her already. Right. I, like you say, they're not going to go inside the damn kitchen because they're like, there's just no way that she could be frozen to death in the damn kitchen. And I don't want to alert security because I don't want to get us or her in trouble just in case she is somewhere with a dude in this hotel. You know what I'm saying? So, and obviously, yeah, they found her the next day when they went inside the kitchen to go start cooking and prepping for the next day. You know, and it's just like, it's just a sad situation. She was a young girl. And, you know, the mom, she needs to just be thankful overall after the autopsy come out and stuff like that. If her daughter wasn't raped, but, you know what I'm saying, she did have the drugs and stuff in her system, be thankful that 
I can't even say that. That sounds so horrible. Just be blessed that she wasn't, you know, she her last hours weren't violent. You know what I'm saying? She may have frozen. Yeah. But she probably didn't realize she was, you know, freezing. You know, so it's just, it's just sad. And this is why, you know, you don't send your kids out or let them go to hotel parties or stuff like that. Like, my mom, she didn't play that shit. I wasn't. If I went somewhere, she thought that I was going to you know. So mm-hmm. it's just, and I'm not playing that shit with my son. So. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't think so. <laughs> now, so. Mom, it's like, no. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to think about that. You know, I'm going to be especially, you know, overbearing. But anyways, um, continue to pray for the family, you guys. And we're going to move on to a more a happier topic uh, moving. Yes. Yes. Writer and actress Issa Rae confirmed that she is the latest face of CoverGirl Cosmetics. Issa. star confirmed on her social media pages Tuesday that she will be collaborating with the iconic makeup line for their upcoming campaign. She tweeted, in all my awkward black years, I never imagined I'd be a CoverGirl. So honored and so excited, she wrote. She joins the likes of Rihanna, Zendaya, Queen Latifah, and more gorgeous women of color who have collaborated with the line. In a statement, Ray said, my character is ever-evolving, and makeup is a tool to help transform my persona. Whether for a role I play in content that I produce, content that I produce, my apologies, or the different roles I take on in my life, becoming a cover girl means a lot because the brand recognizes just how important it is for people to embrace their individuality and express themselves in unique and diverse ways. This has been a major part of my personal journey and a message that I want to share with others. Message received. Um, this mm-hmm. is beautiful, wonderful, blessings. She is just getting it done. And I really love Issa Rae. Like, she is just a funny person now. Don't kill me to all the listeners out there who are gonna hear this, but I've never ever watched the show. I know, um, I know, I know you have. I just, I but, just figured you had not watched the damn show. But I really want to because I be here, I be hearing about so much funny shit, including like when she got nut busted in her face. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, you know, but I hear so much good, positive, awkward, weird, strange shit that even happens to me, like in the workplace and stuff like that that happens on the show. And I'd be like, oh, my God, like, I need to watch that show. I just don't know when it comes on, what time it comes on, and what, where it comes on. So I'm like, oh, like, well, how do I get a hold of this show? Like, oh, my goodness. Jen, answer that for me, because I don't know. Have uh, you watched it? I well, I definitely, yes, I have. Uh, but it definitely comes on HBO. Um, so I don't you got to pay specific, for it. Yes, I don't know the specific times because I DVR. Well, I know you can watch it online. You can watch it on um, Mr. World Premiere. You know they have like all the black shows like right after they come on or air or whatever. And do you have like, to pay right for that? Website. You, no, you, don't, you, don't to, you don't have to. You don't have to uh, pay for it on Mr. World Premiere. But um, yeah. But I am so proud of Issa. Like, I remember watching Aqua Black Girl. On YouTube mm-hmm. back in the day, years and years and years ago, like I would say maybe like eighteen, watching that shit, and because um, it was like it was like right after I graduated from high school, I remember hearing about the show, and this was like when I originally got into like blogging and everything. Um, 
But yeah, she's just so dope, and it, you know, I remember being the show being so relatable because some of the stuff she talked about is like I've been through this. Like I've been at a, a, you know, you see somebody out, and then you're not really cool with that person, but y'all know each other. You, mm-hmm. you keep running, you keep running into them like throughout the the night or throughout the time, and it's just like it's so fucking awkward because it's like do y'all speak to each other every time y'all see each other, or do y'all just act like y'all don't see each other anymore? <laughs> Just little shit like that, you know. So, and her her brand has always been like super relatable, just the normal everyday girl, you know. I feel like a lot of times with black women, black people in general, like we have to be so strong all the time, and you know our characters, which is a positive thing, are super fierce and super strong, you know, um, in media and on television shows. And she was just a regular person, you know. And I'll yeah. fuck with that. And she just glowed up like she's super beautiful. And um yeah, I'm so happy for her. You know, I was just looking at her Emmy looks tonight and I'm just like, girl, every time I see you, you just fucking do it. Like you are just the baddest. So yeah, good for Issa, like good for her. Yeah. I agree. Good for you, Mama Sita. Um so moving from a positive topic to a negative one. I'm so sorry, guys, but we had to add this one in. So Kevin Hart, as much shit as he's been doing, positive, as much great things. I mean, I think the last thing we heard about Kevin Hart was back around July 19th or something like that when we heard that he cheated on his pregnant wife, who was six months at the time, and they just laughed it off, like, oh, no, that wasn't him kissing some random bitch in the back of a car, (laughs) Mm -hmm. even though we all know it was. So, um, now, Kevin Hart is being extorted for cheating, okay? He's, the nigga's cheating again, okay? (laughs) Um, So, in the video, there's this woman um, and she's asking for multi-million dollars. She's demanding multi-million dollars or several millions of dollars from Kevin Hart um, in an extortion money game. Now, there's a four-minute, 40-second video that is produced, uh, the audio from Kevin on various radio shows, um, and pretty much the video cuts to a bedroom scene where it appears two people are having sex in the bed, um, you can't see the people in the bed, but afterwards you see a naked man working, walking in the room who looks like Kevin Hart. Um, now, this is the shocking part about it now. The extortionist who made the video says um, the point is to expose Kevin and get money. But the real reason Kevin Hart orchestrated Texas Hurricane Relief Fund, this was a so-called good deed because he knew that this footage, this damaging footage, was just one click away from him being exposed as a liar and a cheater. Kevin Hart was privy to me wanting to expose him as I made countless attempts to expose this information to various blogs and attempt to get paid. Now, sources connected to Kevin tell TMZ, um, whatever happened on the video, Kevin's hurricane relief efforts had nothing to do with it with an extortion attempt. During the video, you hear Kevin in interviews talking about being young and unfaithful in his marriage, in his first marriage, but now that he's 36, he's learned to handle things differently, especially since it's so easy to get caught, which we all know. 
um, because we've seen them last time. <laughs> now, as mm-hmm. reported, the FBI is on the case and has the suspect. Now, it's unclear if you're looking at the woman who was with Kevin in the video or whether it's someone who was either secretly recording the video or who encountered, you know, who encountered this information and they had access to the iPhone and they captured it. Whatever the case is being investigated. Now, Kevin, he also posted an emotional video on his Instagram yesterday night apologizing to his wife and children, claiming an an identified person was trying to extort him over a sexual suggestive video. He said in that video, which I had to take a look at because I'm like, there's no way, there's no way, there's a way um, that he cheated. So he said, I'm at a place in my life where I feel like I have a target on my back. Um, And because of that, I should make smart decisions. And recently, I did it. You know, I'm not perfect. I'm not going to sit up here and say that I am or claim to be in any way, shape, or form. And I made a bad error in judgment, and I put myself in a bad environment uh, where only bad things can happen, and they did. Um, So he just kind of went in. He said that he's going he know that he hurt the people closest to him and that he apologized to his wife and his kids. He said there was no excuses for his behavior um, and vowed to do better in the future. Now, he has relieved. Um, he said that he's not going to allow somebody to gain, have financial gain off of his mistakes. Um, but he also said that he's not going to, you know what I'm saying, he, he overall, he's sorry, um, you know, this is just a mess of situation and that, yeah, he's pretty much admitting that yeah, he fucked this chick. And, yeah, I don't really know what I would have done, but I think this is fucked up. So, what, his wife, July 6th, um, July, mm-hmm. August, September. So, what she, like, almost do, pregnant and do, and that's the thing that's so messed up. Like, women be thinking, like, and, oh, my God, you know what, before I say what I have to say, I'm going to let Jean speak because I'm going to be a little bit crueler rather than Jean, but overall, it's a fucked up situation. But you read what you saw, boo. Go ahead, Sean. Um, I agree with everything that you were saying, um, starting off. How you, but, I mean, in my opinion, how you get him is how you lose him, you know. Allegedly, <laughs> he was cheating on Tori Hart with his friends, you know. And that's yep. why, I don't know, I feel like we talked about it on the show. We have. Uh, you know, a couple last weeks ago. Year, where, yeah, where she was saying, like, how she had made this timeline that, like, they've been together. And Tori was just like, okay, no, we're going to co-parent and we're going to be cool. And, you know, I'm going to accept oh, yeah. the fact that you're my children's exactly. stepmom. But what we're not going to do, we're not going to sit here and lie and act like he wasn't fucking my man while he was still married. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm sure she... If she's surprised, I don't see how she would be surprised. But I just think Kevin Hart, he's just one of those guys to where he either needs to be single or he's have some type of, like, agreement, like, where they need to be in an open relationship. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to do what I do. You know, you can do what you do. As long as we both stay low-key about it and we're not yet to each other, it's, it's fine. I am disappointed in Kevin Hart because I, I am a fan and he, to me, he seemed like he was very apologetic from, for the stuff that he's put his first wife through and that he mm-hmm. learned and became a better person. But, you know, I mean, they do say once a cheater, always a cheater. But I, it's not fucking hard to not cheat. It, I mean, it really isn't. Like, to me, that's what 
it's so crazy to me. It's just like you don't have to just fall into everything that you see. You can watch porn. You know, you can play, what, what is it, where y'all can pretend to be different people. You can dress up. There's so many different ways to where you can keep shit spicy. If you're not being satisfied or with something that you prefer, say that. But as far as you just want some new pussy, you need to not be in a committed relationship, sir. Yes. And I know Tori is laughing to herself because, I mean. I will be. I definitely will be. And then also, I just want to add, it's just like, this is the worst opportunity time. Because like you said, she what is like six, seven months pregnant, you know, so she probably already insecure. Mm-hmm. So on top of that, it's like she carrying your big head ass, baby. <laughs> and you out here fucking around on her. So it's just like, damn, Kevin, damn. I really do hope You're right. that he, he learns. But I feel like this is not the end. I feel like he's going to keep yeah. doing him. You know, but maybe, but maybe she knows what maybe she knows what she what she's dealing with. She's just mad because she's embarrassed about it, and there in the world knows that he's out here fucking around. But what were you gonna say? Kevin Hart is thirty six. I just feel like at this point, I'm like you know, you doing the most. You been a hoe, mm-hmm. like you say. Yeah, there are several things that he can do, but like. I don't know. Like, I'm the type of female, I don't have time for that shit. So, you know, like, it's just, like, where where is the new dick? Because if you want to cheat, then I'm going to divorce your ass. I already, you already got me pregnant, dummy. Like, I'm about to get money from you no matter what. So, right. so what are you doing? And then, you got a bitch that got your little black ink spot ass on camera, booty, just showing on the video. Uh-uh. That was not about to happen is you're not going to continue to embarrass me. And then the bitch clearly set you up. So you going after a, a bitch who, who got you on camera. You know, there are so many little devices out there. Motherfuckers don't even know. And dudes, they just be like, well, shit. Yeah. You probably cheating last time in a car. I'm going to make sure I get in that crib. I'm like, no, bitch. No. And then on top of that, it's like, you being an A-list actor, it's like, and I'm not mm-hmm. saying I condone cheating, but it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, right. you need to be fucking with bitches that got as much shit to lose as you. And also, exactly. you to, but maybe it's it's the point of maybe he isn't trying to, you know, trying to have a situation to where, like, the person falls in love. Maybe it is about sex or, I mean, well, it obviously is about sex, but. I was listening to a podcast. What I'm saying this is I was listening to Angelique's lip service earlier, and she was talking about is it worse to be cheated on and your partner was with one person or was it worse when he cheated with multiple people? And they all said that it's worse if it was just one person because that means, like, he fell in love or he got to know this person on a deeper level compared to him just being a hoe or a thot. But at the same time, it's just, like, I feel like, if you are a high-profile celebrity or just somebody of influence in general and you are having extramarital affairs, you need to be basically screen, out here screening bitches, you know what I'm saying? Like, sort of agreement. maybe you need to make sure that this person is married too or, you know, I don't know how that whole game goes, but I just feel like <laughs> you should just be out here just fucking with bitches that you met at the club no matter how fucking fine they is or, you know, who who you know that hit it like, Come on, take better precautions. It's just like you really got set. You are Kevin Hart, and you got mm-hmm. finesse. 
You got finesse, really? They ain't get finesse. Shut your ass up. In a minute, he's going to find himself in an Usher Raymond situation. He keep fucking all these bitches. I'm trying to let you know, okay? He's going to be Usher Raymond out here, okay? No, he he did get finesse. He got recorded on camera, like, in a bitch Mm. trying to explore his ass. I shouldn't even have to drink that far. (laughs) Like, come on. Oh, I just don't want to. I just, I just don't want to uh, see a bitch in like a year and a half. Like he gave me herpes. So this is the type of shit that happened. When you get the cheating on your wife, and you just doing the most. You start getting shit that you can't get rid of, like HIV and herpes and shit like that. Yeah. You just need yeah. to stop, slow down, be thankful for what you have. Just because, like now, you you fucking all these bitches. You got paying money on these bitches. Bitches still trying to finesse your ass after you done paid the bitch some money. You thinking it's sweet because you spent twenty thousand on a hoe, and she like twenty thousand. <laughs> Thank you. You done paid for a couple bills for a couple months for a new dress for me and finesse somebody else. But like, I want more, and I got your ass on camera. So, run me my change. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, is it was it worth it? I mean, clearly it wasn't him. He's like, I'm not gonna let nobody extort me. Like, bruh. Like, so you gonna let your family fall apart again with it? Like, dude, you you are. This is what you were famous for doing, being a hoe. Like, I just don't. I can't stand hoes. Like, you know, I just. Mm-mm. I don't like people who be doing people like that. But Kevin Hart gonna have his day because once she dropped that baby, she gonna be taking them photos and Kevin Hart. What is this? What, is this your booty cheeks all up on the camera? Like, nigga, please. A couple months ago, you just fucked some other bitch, so shut up. And he gonna right, be feeling that shit real soon. Chicks, nigga. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it's just sad business. Kevin Hart needs to get his shit together because in a minute, you know, he don't know. Like, he don't know what's gonna happen. You know, he can't predict how his wife is going to react, especially when women are pregnant. When women being pregnant, they literally let, like, everything fly. You know, when I had a good pregnancy, I didn't have a good time so much after my pregnancy, <laughs> but I had a really good pregnancy. Like, my husband was right there the whole time. He was my boyfriend at the time, but he was there like the whole time, waited on me hand and foot, went out to go get me anything I wanted. I was just, like, treated like a queen when I was pregnant. Like, it was really, really nice, you know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, but once that body was snatched and I got it together, I was just like, bitch, like, let's not play games. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, so, so Kevin Hart don't know what she's going to be like because she's a pretty, pretty girl. You know what I'm saying? So she probably going to be like, bitch, like, you played games a few months ago, and women will hold everything over. Like, they remember everything. So it's just like Kevin Hart, black, short, ink spot looking ass, needs to you know, take it down a couple notches. You know, if you get a little bored, hit it from the back. You know, pregnant women like to have sex, too. They even look at pregnant porn. So, cut it out. <laughs> you are so, so disgusting. So disgusting, I know. <laughs> um, but anyways, guys, now that we had done away with our lovely topics and our crazy explanations as to why we feel certain ways about particular topics. I want to know from you, what's the point of buying the cow when you're going to have the milk for free? And in this regards, we're referring to marriage. You got a motherfucker that's living with you, y'all fucking, y'all doing shit like a regular household would do, except you don't have that title. You don't have that ring on your finger. 
what's the point or how can you get yourself there? And um, Jen, I just want to know, what's the point? You know what I'm saying? Is there even a point of getting married if you are, if you, if you doing everything that married people do? Or how do you get yourself to be married material? Um, I think I think it still is because obviously, I mean, not not saying anything about tradition or anything like that matters, but it, it's definitely perks to being married. You know, you get better insurance. You know, you get less taken out of your fucking um, what is it? Your taxes. Your taxes, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and all that. So I mean, it's it's a it's a better business move if you're gonna be with this person. You're gonna be living with this person as far as you know, long life decisions. You know, something was to happen to this person, you're gonna have like say so compared to, you know, you just being their boyfriend and, you know, they get hit by a damn tree or some shit like that and it's just like <laughs> you trying to access certain funds that you know where it's at but you can't because you know, you're not mm-hmm. related to them mm-hmm. and you know, and all this shit. So I, I think if you are going to be with this person, no matter if y'all are fucking and y'all living together and whatever, I, in my opinion, I think it's better to be married. Um, but I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, having a marriage-like relationship while you're... Like with me and my partner, we oh, you know we want to get married, but we know it's just not smart right now. You know, we, it's, it's not us personally, but it's just as far as, like, finances and everything else. We've got to get all of our ducks in a row. we got to finish school and everything else. But, I mean, it's going to happen, you know, but it's not like I'm looking at him or he's looking at me as a vegetable person or, you know, we don't have to strive just because we're not married to each other, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you Well, think? obviously, as a married woman. I'm not married. What can I ask? Well, this is, (laughs) so this is the thing. Um, I've been with my husband since I was 16 years old. I'm 26. I'll be 27 years old in a month and a half. So um, when I got with him originally, obviously, it was all peaches and cream. Everything was good to go and stuff like that. I lived with my mom because I was 16. I mean, I know that's probably not too common nowadays with a lot of these kids running out the house or being kicked out when they're that age, but I was lucky to stay with my mom until I had turned 19 years old. So at 19, I moved out. I stayed with my boyfriend. We had been together for, um, since like I was 16, so like three years, 16, 17, 19, 20, uh, since like three years. So, um, from there, I was, what, 21 when I got pregnant, um, 22 Mm -hmm. when I had my kid, and 24 when I got married. Um, so just through all of that time, you know, I lived in sin, you know what I'm saying? We was doing everything underneath the sun, including messing around with other people here and there, that other, just doing some bullshit, just things that kids do, you know what I'm saying? Because you don't, because you're not old enough, because you don't know better, just different shit like that. Overall, though, the whole yeah. point of me saying this is when we got married, because my husband was a nervous wreck. You know, we had been through so much, including, you know, just really understanding each other, death, um, you know, having this kid come into our lives and change everything. It was just so much. And I felt like personally, like, man, you know, we should get married. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, we got a baby. We've been together for 
all of this time, you know, we should get married. And he was just like, mm, maybe we should get married. You know what I'm saying? And so overall, at the end of the day, we did get married. And it seemed like even though we had been together for all of the time, everything got like 30 times better once we got married. Like, damn, life changed in general. Not only did our life change, but our finances changed. We was like, blessings, blessings. Finances changed, where we live changed, where we drive changed. Everything changed for the better. And it's just like, okay, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to be like, whatever, once you get married, you're going to, you know, uh, be able to drive BMW and live in this, you know, nice, whatever kind of house. But I'm just saying that, you know, you start thinking a little bit differently. You start learning because I do remember one time, you know, where I'm the only person, but I'd be like, no, you do this and I'm going to do that. Everything was separate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Marriage, you're one person. You know what I'm saying? You're looked at yeah. as one individual. So now we both understand, you know, being married for what October makes three years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so, but being together for 11 years, you know what I'm saying? So it makes you turn around and really think about things differently, understand things, understand your partner, understand yourself, really try to, and we're both young. He's 28, I'm 26. You know what I'm saying? So we're both still young and it's, and it's an effort, but I feel like once you meet with somebody for a while and you know how they are and y'all really love each other, it's like, you know, you know, if you know you're going to work through it, you know, I've been through some shit, get it done. You know what I'm saying? Get it done. Get married because I feel like your life actually really do change once you do get married. And so many blessings come your way. And y'all usually are able to work through so much shit. And you're right, Jean Othello. You get many fucking perks, okay? <laughs> you get many perks, including when you want to go buy that nice BMW. You guess who name is on it? Both of you. It's both of y'all car. So. <laughs> Okay. And you can use both of your finances. So it's just a lot of nice perks, taxes, um, you know, just a lot of shit. So only thing that's not is, you know, if you guys have any debt, you guys know, com- combination, you know what I'm saying, a credit score, shit like that. But overall, it is a blessing, you know, and ultimately the goal is to work together. And that's why, you know, when you can have the, the milk for free, it's still important to buy the cow because the cow will be yours. And what I've always heard people say is when you are not married, that means you're single, period. You might be in a committed relationship, but you're still single. And even though it yeah. sucks to hear from some people, it's the truth. And that's just what it is. So y'all out there that's been considering or thinking about it, do your thing, even if it's something small. I got married at the courthouse celebrating in Vegas. It was what it was. Paid $100, but paid $700 and got it cracking in Vegas. (laughs) So, had a real good time, too. So, yeah, just it's something to consider. And this is the reason why you should buy the cow. Don't just get the milk for free. Get it popping, bitch. All right? Now, Jean is sleepy, and I hear it in his voice. I hear the the stress level in his voice. So before we end before we end this show this evening, Jen, I just want to know what are you personally confessing your love for this evening? I'm confessing my love for I'm Cardi B, Cardi B, and I kill everything, and it's not my fucking fat. But I'm a fat. 
I'm confessing my love for Cardi B this week. I'm just so proud of her. I watched um, her Breakfast Up interview yesterday, and it's just, like, just growth and her grind and everything. And I remember, like, seeing her on Instagram maybe, like, three years ago, like, Mm -hmm. two, three years ago. And um, I was like, this girl's psycho's on my second dick. Like, she clearly is a hoe. Like, just before, like, I knew anything about her, I just kept hearing her name. You know, and I was just like, she's just a real ass motherfucker. But yeah, like she's out here just doing a damn thing. Like her music's good. Like I'm excited for this EP. That's I mean, not mm-hmm. EP, but this album that's supposed to be dropping uh, next month. And she just seems like she got her head on straight and got her a whole man. And you know, I'm proud. I'm proud. You know, Bodak Yellow, number two on the charts. You know, we got to make it number one for the culture, like they were saying on the show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's it. That's all. Who are you confessing your love for this week, Miss Angel Vandrina? Well, I have a couple people that I want to confess my love for this um, this evening. Um, the number one person I want to confess my love for is my mother. Um, her birthday is on Tuesday. She turns 53 years old, and to, just, you know, to have her be in my life, you know what I'm saying, still, you know, I lost my father when I was 12 years old, so, so to hear her, mm-hmm. she's still in my life, and, you know, you know, she's a crazy-ass woman, you know, I'm just <laughs> happy that she is able to bless me with her presence, and talk shit, and <laughs> get on my nerves, and talk shit, and tell me that she loved me, and talk shit, and talk shit. So, <laughs> I do want to say, first of all, I had uh, just happy birthday to my mom. She has two birthdays, if you all didn't know, on the 19th and the 20th. And you guys may be like, what the hell are you talking about? But her birth certificate says that she was born on the 20th of September, but she actually was born physically on the 19th. So, she has, indeed, two birthdays. So, I want to say happy birthday to my mom, and the second individual is my all, my baby boy, Giovanni. His birthday is tomorrow, um, the 18th of September. Yes, I had him a day before my mom's two birthdays. (laughs) Um, He's turning five years old. He is my precious little boy. I still remember at 2 o'clock a.m. giving birth to my six-pound, seven-ounce baby boy getting sliced open because I had a C-section, and I am confessing my love for that kid who just don't listen. <laughs> who just don't listen. You know, we had a party yesterday, and uh, I love them so so much, and I want to confess my love, like I said, for my mom and my baby boy who's just grown up so quickly. Um, uh, but that's pretty much it. I am just super duper happy. Um, whatever the case is, I just want to let you all know don't forget to continue to like, comment, rate, and subscribe. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Tumblr, and SoundCloud, and of course, our podcast from Blog Talk. Um, before we end the show, I just want to let you all know once again that you all can hear from us or expect to hear from us next week, Thursday, on September the 21st. This is your host, Angel Bondrina. And I'm your host, John Othello, and you are listening to the one and the only confession. Session! Good night.
Oh, look, the weather forecast calls for f***ing frightful, and there's no food. Why not just order Eat Street in? After all, you're not rain in the eyes, wind in the face, ice in the teeth, or snow down the pants proof. But Eat Street's got your back, and your spaghetti, spring rolls, and sausage pizza. So you can skip the climate crud and focus on something important, like butt-cheek couch cushion relations. Hungry? Happy. Eat Street. Oh, look, the weather forecast calls for f***ing frightful, and there's no food. Why not just order Eat Street in? After all, you're not rain in the eyes, wind in the face, ice in the teeth, or snow down the pants proof. But Eat Street's got your back, and your spaghetti, spring rolls, and sausage pizza. So you can skip the climate crud and focus on something important, like butt-cheek couch cushion relations. Hungry? Happy? Eat Street.